0: Welcome to another episode of Restoring, Restoring Your Voice, where me, your host, Pastor David, helps you to use your voice for God's glory to speak up and speak out. So welcome to a very special broadcast. I've been wanting to do this for, believe it or not, a, a two to three weeks now, but, um, <clears throat> you know, every single time I get around, try to get to doing this, the enemy comes in and, you know, comes to some sort of attack that, you know, completely disrupts doing this. And I believe that's because the enemy doesn't want me to get it out. So therefore, I'm on the, behind the mic, boom, and I'm getting this message out. What's this message? This is my personal testimony. I, named, I called it uh, from apostate to apostle, and you'll hear why, but let me just say this is not me puffing myself up, all right? There is no gift or calling that happens, at least not a true one, Unless it's Jesus who does it, okay? So it's Jesus. And that's what this special testimony is all about, is bragging on King Jesus and pointing to Him. Welcome to tonight's broadcast. I'm your host, David C. McGuire. I'm senior pastor at Restored to Life Church, called as an apostle by Jesus Christ, for the glory of Jesus Christ. Let me just say that. Now, you may or may not have heard this, but hey, why not listen to it again? So let's go all the way back. Why? Because it's important. Because I grew up in a household that didn't know God at all. Okay, I had zero reference for what the Bible truly had to say, what Christianity was all about, nothing. I grew up in a household uh first off with a dad who was a, who was extremely violent in fact he was so violent there was a time my mom tells me that she came upstairs we had lived we lived in an apartment at the time and we were on the second floor and my dad was holding my head under the faucet because I wouldn't stop crying just to give you an idea all right this is the way I grew up didn't know what the first what thing was going to set my dad off next okay and not only that But like I said, we were nowhere near a family of believers or Christians, okay? We have what you may call new age, but back then we called, um, what's the word, spiritualism. There it is. And now this is something that had ran in my family for generations practicing this type of stuff. What do I mean? Well, let me give you an idea. Okay, my dad would hold seances. Yes, actual, real deal. No joke. Full-blown. Demons speaking through my dad. Now they came across. They came across as Native American spirits, um, but they were demons, no doubt. Okay, there's no biblical record of it being okay for a spirit to talk through a person. Okay, in fact, the Bible and God speaks completely against that. But that being said, so. That's the background I grew up in. A very, very violent home, full of fear, full of lots of anger and hostility, full of occultic practices. Yes, my dad would also have people over for readings. What, what does that mean? Uh, he would sit down with somebody across from him and they would ask questions. He would tell them things about their future, stuff like that. Uh, we would go to conventions um, that promoted this type of thing. We did go to a church, is, but it was an occultic church that they would mention the name of jesus but that was about it it might sprinkle in the bible verse here and there but that was about it so bottom line is i had zero reference and because of the way i looked at my father is because that's the way i started growing up by the way i, I grew up thinking violence was a way to solve all problems i grew up thinking that um being angry with all the time was okay. That that I had to be a tough guy around people. That that's the way I grew up. And so fast forward now to the age when I was 13 years old. Right? What do I remember? Why do I say 13 years of age? Because that is when my family split. That is when my parents got a divorce. That is when a whole heap more of trouble um started but got stepped in so my parents divorced i'm not going to say why um out of, out of privacy reasons but they did because something my dad did it was a straw that, that that was enough and so there became my journey into the mental health system and i was pretty good though i was playing i was playing it like a fiddle but then i ended up in, in a group home for troubled boys um in Connecticut. And it was during that time, I entered that home about the age of 14, that in, the, in that time we had a, a godly, a god-fearing, a Christian, a believing uh, PE teacher or gym teacher. And his name, I still remember to this day. So 30 years later, I still remember the guy's name who presented the gospel to me for the very first time, Jeff Bosco. Amen. So what he did was he invited me to a prayer meeting. I don't know what the heck that was. You know, um, so I went there. It really didn't take <clears throat> the first couple times, but I got interested. And, and so, um, excuse me for a second. So more water here. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, there we go. And so for the first time I heard about Jesus, I was able to ask questions. <clears throat> what is this Jesus? Why do you pray the way you pray? I don't get it. Um, and, and he presented the gospel to me in such a way that I, that, that I just couldn't help but accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior back then. Remember, the title of this is from apostate to apostle. So I wasn't, I was doing what I could do, live for Jesus. I didn't really know exactly what that meant. Didn't have a whole lot of mentoring going on. And so I got into not a whole lot of trouble during my teenage years. Did some stuff I shouldn't have done. Um, I I was smoking weed a lot, you know. Marijuana wasn't good. That wasn't a good thing. Doing some other things, but but then, fast forward now. Now I'm 18 years old and I, nothing left to do, no jobs, and I, army recruiter comes calling and hey, it it was the best bet. So I joined the army, and from that time on, I will be honest with you. I walked away from God. Okay. I joined the army and at the age of 18, I started uh, my friendship with alcohol. Um, And it was not good. And there were were times pretty much almost every weekend I would go out partying somewhere or or at the very least getting drunk with somebody somewhere, which led me down, down an even worse path. And it was only by the grace of God that I even stayed in the army. Um, but, anyways, so here I am volunteering at the recreation center at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and a man is there talking to people. He just happens to be a Christian. He invites me to church. I go to church, and so I start following God a bit for a bit for a time. But unfortunately, that church was very legalistic. They were tongue-talking, though, all right? They were probably even, you know, tongue talking people, but it was, but it pushed me further away from God. And I'll tell you why. And I'm saying this, especially for people who might have had a bad experience with a religion and walked away from God. And you know what? I can identify with that. The reason why they were legalistic, okay. It was the type of church that yes, they spoke in tongues, but women had to have long hair. Women couldn't wear pants. Women had to wear dresses only, uh, King James version only. Only certain types of music you're allowed to listen to, and so on and so forth, without taking up too much of your time. And so it pushed me further away from God than I had been when I when I came back for that brief moment in time. So that went down a road of of a marriage to a a bad woman. Okay. Yes, I was married once before. So if that offends you, so be it. I don't care. Um, so, anyways, that that brought me down that that road right there. And so here I am, away from God, you know, sleeping around with, you know, I don't know how many women. Um, that's how I uh, met the ex wife, was doing that kind of junk. So yeah, the marriage wasn't even built on a good foundation. Now we fast forward, we fast forward to Iraq. We fast forward to 2003, when I deployed to Iraq for the first time and that started my journey as well with ptsd so you need to stick with me here don't go anywhere especially for those of you who may be struggling with mental health issues why because 2003 were deployed for a total of 15 months but a lot of horrible stuff i saw and experienced then including eight of my brothers in arms who got blown up by a car bomb at one time and i had to help handle their remains and worse but i'm not going to go into the details of that but anyway, that started my journey with PTSD. Now, <clears throat> you know, in the Army, they don't really give you a whole lot of downtime. You come back from a deployment, you get about 30 days leave just to go and train back up again for another deployment. And the cycle continues. So there's not really any downtime. When you're not deployed, basically you're training to, to be deployed. So now, <clears throat> fast forward to August of 2008, on my third deployment in Iraq, in Diyala province, and now the vehicle i'm in gets hit by a roadside bomb okay it hits an id now that starts my journey with brain injury um and you know upper back and neck problems so that that came down in in the line point is that so now i'm dealing with ptsd and i'm dealing with tbi which has overlapping symptoms so you you can just imagine the burden (coughs) that is for people who experience because i'm not you know, alone or unique in what happened. But I'll get to the uniqueness in a second. So here I am. Here I am, dealing with the mental health field. And I keep hearing this for years and years and years that PTSD is one, normal. I'll always have it, and I'll have to learn how to cope with it. Those three lies hammered into my head over and over again. And I was not, let me just make this clear. I still wasn't listening to God yet. I still wasn't following God yet. I still was following my own path to the point of, of falling into becoming a functional alcoholic to try to deal with my PTSD symptoms to the point that it was, it was that bad. And I met a wonderful woman of God and we got married. So yes, second marriage. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. And she stayed with me. How in the world she did or why she did is beyond me. After all that I put my family through and I terrorized my family, my PTSD got to the point where I was such a horrible person. I became my dad on steroids. My dad was bad enough, by the way. I told you, okay. I didn't even, you know, that was just the very, not even the tip of the iceberg I said about my dad. I mean, I'm talking about putting holes in the wall with no regrets, throwing things, yelling. You name it, and and worse. I'm not going to tell you what worse, but worse. That's the type of person I was before the cross. And if you saw the graphics at the beginning of this, so if you're listening on podcasts, because this is going to be an audio podcast, then go check out the YouTube channel and see what I'm talking about. But I, I did that specifically because here's the cross, right? And I always say, we're all equal. The only dividing line is at the foot of the cross. So I, became, I was a horrible person. And then now we lost our house because I, I retired from the Army in January 2016. I was waiting on Veteran Affairs to, to, you know, get their butts in gear and get all the stuff correct. And well, wait, wait, wait. And we lost our house. So we became homeless. So we were actually homeless. I kid you not. And so now, by the grace of God, we were able to get into an apartment. And it was, at the end of 2018, when God really started hammering me, just mm, knocking, like, this is not my plan for your life. I didn't never plan for you to be trapped in PTSD. My plan was never that for your life. Some of you need to hear that. Whatever you're trapped in right now, whatever hap- might have happened to you as a kid or throughout your life up to this point, that was not God's plan for your life. Just, not all of it. Some of it may be, but that most horrible stuff that may have changed the way you think Change the way you feel. That's not God's plan. That was never God's plan. And so, I read a book by Dr. Caroline Leaf. I don't even remember how I found out about the book, but it was a book club, and it's called *The Perfect You*. So I recommend that book, Dr. Caroline Leaf, *The Perfect You*. Uh, I will try to remember to link it in to the description after this. So I read the book, and it's it was filled with such wonderful scientific facts backed up by scripture and vice versa. Scientific facts backing up scripture. And so, January 2019, the moment, the defining moment of my entire life. When I came to Jesus, or I should, came back to Jesus. I should really say I came to Jesus finally for real for the first time. And in, in, in one instant, in one instant, Jesus saved me. Jesus set me free from PTSD. Amen. And he set me free from psychiatric medications. Because my journey with psychiatric medications started at the end of 2008. So so we'll just call it, what, 10 years? Up to that point, I was on different psychiatric medications that would get swapped and changed and increased because why they don't really work anyways. And so, yeah, I kid you not. I, you know, you. You could check it out. It's medically documented. Um, Where I went to my psychiatrist, told him I want off these meds. He said, Well, we'll try this plan and we'll try to wean you off. Because let's be, you know, in the natural, right? In the natural, in the natural, you can, you are, you cannot just cut your psychiatric meds off like that. You're supposed to be weaned off in the natural. But we're not talking about the natural today or tonight. We're talking about the supernatural power of God to set us free. And so I, so he said, okay, this is your plan. It's our plan to to step you down and come back in three months time. We'll see how you're doing. Okay, fine. Well, I went home and I chucked them all in the garbage. Now, let me just say this. I'm not advocating people out there watching or listening to go do that. Okay? What I am saying is what the power of God did in my life. There was a point where I, the reason why I started on psychiatric medications in the first place <clears throat> because I couldn't sleep, and so I, if I weren't wasn't taking these medications, I couldn't sleep, I didn't go to sleep. I was even taking the medication to try and prevent nightmares, and you know what, <clears throat> it worked maybe, you know, but front, but in that moment, God saved me, God set me free and he called me all at the same time okay at first he called me to be a prophet right that's not that's not puffing me up all right I'm asking anybody to call me a special toddler or nothing <clears throat> but that's what Jesus did for me am I unique absolutely not can Jesus do the same for you absolutely and he's called and he called me was it was there maturing to do yes maybe you're probably asking well how how will you called into an office after being like saved like right away you know why because that's the power of God to redeem my timeline and your timeline too all those wasted years let's just face it those were years i completely wasted but when i went all in for god when i went all in for god all of that was redeemed all that lost time was now redeemed why because that's how awesome jesus is he is the creator of time therefore he can do what he wants with time he can step into any moment of time he wants to he can redeem any amount of time that needs to be redeemed. And that's what he did for me. And I am not unique in that. Okay. What he did for me is not abnormal. It's the norm. It's just who Jesus is. So I started walking in this walk. All right. Thank thank God he was maturing me along the way. Because I did, said a lot of dumb stuff. But um it was last year when this whole apostle or apostolic anointing calling again God, I got something different for you now. I got something different. And I was very, 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 very hesitant to do anything about it. To say anything. To go anywhere with this. But thank God there are a few people out there um, who teach on this type of stuff and I was able to buy read a book I was able to get connected with somebody uh, talk to him personally um, and they gave me a, a resource for free and all that and after that it was a done deal yeah so right now I'm, st- I'm walking in the calling in the office of Apostle <clears throat> Not that I'm saying anybody call me anything, or I'm not. No, it's not like I'm going to start putting it on my business cards. But I'm just giving you the power of God to set men free. At this guy right here, who was a womanizer. Oh yeah, let me back check. This is this is but tomorrow. So today is the 13th of September. Tomorrow was going to start my free online course on freedom from, from pornography. I was also a porn addict. I was heavily into it. I'm talking, I couldn't go <clears throat> very often without looking at it. I think maybe a week at the most. But God set me free of that as well. Let me tell you what. <clears throat> pornography is just as bad as any drug addiction out there. No, nope, Don't let any person ever, ever, ever <clears throat> kid you on that. Pornography is an addiction just as bad as any drug addiction. And the more that you do it, the more that you need to do it. And the worse it gets. Just like a drug addiction. But God set me free of that as well, amen? Instantly, yep. Why? Because that's how great I am? Absolutely not. But that's how great God is. That's how great God could be in your life if you're willing I didn't say everything was gonna be sunshine and roses, believe me. Believe me, especially ever since I stepped into this new office where they're, whew, I'm talking about spiritual warfare. But that's okay, because Jesus is still on the throne. <clears throat> Jesus, after listening to this brief testimony, I've been talking for less than 30 minutes. Now I to talk about what? <clears throat> Minus a little jokey around and, the, what do you call it? introduction that I did but I'm only going about 20 something minutes but I pray that this was a blessing to you I pray that excuse me that you were able to be blessed by this and that you were encouraged and maybe maybe right now you're questioning yourself am I really saved or not you know what that's okay that's okay all you need to do is come to Jesus. You don't need somebody to pray over you. You can come to Jesus wherever you're at. All right, I came to Jesus. I know this is a green screen, but back in that direction, there was a chair. That's where I came to Jesus at, in a chair. In a red cushioned chair. Yeah, just it's that simple, man. I, I don't like religion. I don't like religious nonsense. So, I pray that that helped you, and that encouraged you. See, I have a new nature now. The old is gone. Behold, all things old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Once I was a slave to sin; now I'm a saint. Once my nature was a sinner; now my nature is a saint. That's everybody. By the way, it comes to Jesus Christ. <clears throat> now my identity is no longer with the world, the flesh, and the devil. Now my identity is as, as, as a son of God. Amen. That's just the bottom line. It's all about identity. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe you're walking in in a wrong identity. Maybe, maybe you think I'm still a sinner because I sin. Okay. Well, let's, 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 let's chase that rabbit for a second here. Well, if you occasionally speed in your car, you may, maybe you're driving, you're not paying attention or you get sidetracked, whatever. Right? Does that make you a speeder? No, obviously it doesn't because it's not something you, it's who you are and you love to do, right? Same thing as, you know, when you sin. It's not something you love to do. It's just part of living in a fallen world and being human. So no, your identity, if you are in Jesus Christ, is not sinner. Amen. So I'm not going to go on for too much longer here. So then all I ask is that, share this. Okay, like it, and share it, that's all I ask. But there you go. <clears throat> My personal testimony of what God took me from and to. How God even chased me down when I apostatized, when I walked away that's the power of God to set men free hallelujah so that'll be it then God bless all of you thank you thank you thank you I'm humbled that you're watching I'm humbled by it honestly I love you all out there so does Jesus live for the kingdom be the kingdom by focusing on the kingdom amen so that's it for this episode of Restoring Restoring Your Your Voice. Voice with your host Pastor David And saying, God bless you, get out there and be the kingdom.